0: Welcome to the MILF way. Mindful, intuitive, lifestyle, fitness. An all-encompassing wellness podcast featuring some of the most successful, influential parents and experts out there. I'm your host, Cherokee Luker, mother, model, fitness trainer, and wellness enthusiast. Join me as we dive into all things MILF. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode. We're continuing the new year with another really strong guest. I'm sitting down today with Nadia Moham. Nadia is an amazing makeup artist, fellow podcaster, and mother considering nadia has lots of experience on the mic she's an absolute pro when it comes to podcasting and really understands that the true beauty of sharing your story is about being vulnerable and that was my favorite part about this episode nadia keeps it real from the jump and i just love that so much about her On top of being smart, witty, and extremely talented at what she does as a makeup artist, Nadia is also so raw and open with some of the struggles that many of us face as women and especially as new mothers. In this episode, we touch on everything from how the standards of beauty have evolved, makeup trends, Nadia's do's and don'ts when it comes to makeup, her favorite products, and then on a much deeper level, we also touch on topics like struggling with depression, how to overcome negative self-talk, and the importance of giving yourself grace. I knew from the moment I sat down in Nadia's makeup chair on set a couple months ago that we were going to become quick friends. We both bonded over the fact that she was playing Christmas music on set, and that right there was the start of something beautiful. I had so much fun recording this one, and I know you guys will really enjoy it too. So without further ado, please welcome Nadia Moham to The MILF Way. And also, if you're enjoying the show, please don't forget to follow, subscribe, and leave a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show. Enjoy everybody. Let's talk about style for our little ones. And how hard it is sometimes to find cute, affordable, and stylish pieces for our kids. Enter Club Enzo. Club Enzo is the perfect place to find all of the best sets and essentials for your little boy or girl curated with love from mother to son. The founder of Club Enzo was just on the podcast and I highly recommend listening to Heather's episode if you haven't already. She created pieces that she felt were lacking in the market. And I remember seeing her and her son Enzo at the park and always wanting the outfits that Enzo was wearing for Hunter. And then of course, come to find out it was her brand. So no wonder he looked so cute all the time. Go check it out for yourself, you guys, and make sure you do it before the holidays are over. I just purchased a bunch of cute sets for Hunter for Christmas, and I can't wait for him to rock them at the park and at school. So for 20% off, use code MILFBOD when you check out at shopclubenzo.com. That's code MILFBOD, M-I-L-F-B-O-D at shopclubenzo.com. Hi, Nadia. Welcome to the show. Thank you
1: for having me. (laughs) Thanks for
0: being here. Of course. So excited. The moment I met you, oh, it was a Monday actually. So on Mondays is when I release episodes. And so I arrived to set and I was trying to like quickly rush and post my thing Mm -hmm. for my episode that had just released that day. And then we got to talking while Mm -hmm. you were doing my makeup Mm -hmm. in the chair. And I told you that I had a podcast Mm -hmm. and you were like, oh, I I had a podcast too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. This is amazing. I know. Because it's so nice to be able to just like have that little banter back and forth with somebody who understands what it's like having a podcast. Totally, Because it is like we were saying just a second ago off air, like it is a lot of work. It's so fun, but it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work.
1: And also too, podcasting is really something that you do from your heart. Like for sure. It's a It's a passion. Totally. Passion project. To me, transparency is super important. It's always been like my main thing of who I am and and what I represent. And so I was like, I just need to go and start sharing my stories because whenever I would do it online on Instagram, I would get all these DMs from women like thank you for sharing this, like this really like resonated with me. And just to feel like you're not alone, I think, for a lot of Absolutely. women and a lot of moms, now mm-hmm. that I'm a mom, yeah, it's really important. So yeah. yeah, you do it out of passion, but then you realize, oh damn, this is a lot of
0: work. <laughs> it is a lot of work. It's so fun getting to connect with people yeah. on such a deep and vulnerable level. Because mm-hmm. really, if you think about it, like the only other time that you're really able to connect with someone on this type of level is like if you're going on a date with someone. In
1: my life, I do get to do it a lot for me personally, because I'm a makeup artist. True. That is another
0: space that you get to do that. Exactly.
1: So I think that it really benefits for all the makeup artists out there. If you are personable, if you are friendly, if you can carry conversation, if you know how to keep secrets.
0: Yeah, that's a big one. That's why your is yeah. so long. It's
1: full of secrets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, these are the things that I think aid you in being a makeup artist. And so I have always gotten to do that. I've been doing makeup for like 13, 14 years now. And that was also another thing. It, it all intertwines. I just love connecting and talking with women. And I'm yeah. literally up in your face, glamming you. Right. Lifting your eyelids. Like It's such know. an intimate it is.
0: Like, thing that you're getting to do with somebody. Yeah. So, yeah, just for the audience, mm-hmm. Nadia is a makeup artist, yes. a fellow podcaster, yes. a fellow mama. So... Yeah. Tell me your story because we didn't get to go (laughs) too, too deep. Like we touched on some things. Tell me what your childhood was like. Were you always interested in makeup? Like what, what was it like?
1: I mean, I wasn't the eight-year-old that was like, mom, I need the makeup kit. Like give me all the makeup. I I didn't think about it. And mostly because I think that my mom wasn't really into makeup. My mom's always been like, Put together, but mm-hmm. she's never been a big makeup person. Yeah. So everything that I learned about hair, makeup, beauty, glam, all that, I've taught myself. I've read the magazines. Like it wasn't probably till I was like a teenager mm-hmm. that I started to. I remember I got Kevin Aquan, which is this yep. famous, you know, yeah, yep. famous 90s makeup artist. He like literally paved the way. He was the first one that really kind of showed a behind the scenes of what it was like to work with celebrities. Yeah. So he made all these books. He showed his techniques, what he used, and it just blew my mind. I was so fascinated with it. I loved it so much. I loved the transformations he did in the books. And so. So cool. Yeah. And so I would sit in my room. I had, like, <laughs> do you, I don't know if you ever did this. We had those like sliding closet doors with the mirrors and yeah, you yeah, sit down on the floor and on the carpet and like that's my carpet the was the only trash. way
0: I, <laughs> See, That's the only way I did my makeup <laughs> growing up. I used to sit on the floor yes. in front of my mirror yes. and do my makeup on yeah. the floor. Yep. Exactly. We that's all did that. So funny. My, my mom would get so mad like at least put a towel
1: down. You yeah, know, I was just like my <laughs> like, makeup's everywhere. I know. <laughs> trash the we carpet. Yeah. And so I would just look at that book. I would look at pictures in magazines, album art, like whatever. Yeah. And try to replicate the looks. I've always been artistic. My mom's an artist, so right. that's kind of where I get it from. Mm-hmm. So I would practice in the mirror and most of the time it was really bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> really bad. Oh, did you document you it ever? Did you take no, pictures? I yeah. wish though. But I know it'd be cool to look back on <laughs> right? some of the looks that you created. Totally. It'd I'm sure like, they were good though for sure, girl. for girl, then. No. You know? I remember
1: my mom walked in one time. And she was, like, calling me for dinner or something. And she's like, whoa, what are you doing?
0: Because <laughs> would you practice only on yourself or would you yeah, do your friends Yeah, just on too? myself. Yeah. And she's like, that
1: doesn't look good.
0: Oh. <laughs> it's like, thanks, mom. Thanks for always keeping it real. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Humbling. Oh, my God. Would you ever practice on your friends?
1: So, yeah, I did. Um, when I got into high school, then— I started to like get better at it. And so yeah. I I always joke because like Cherokee was just telling me, oh my God, your makeup, you look so good. Whatever. When I showed up, I'm like, girl, this is car makeup. Like this
0: is like. I wish I could do car <laughs> makeup like this. This is probably you driving down the 101, like no, doing it. Don't incriminate me. Only <laughs> <need> at the stoplights. <laughs> True. Good. No, no makeup and driving. No, no, no.
1: That's dangerous. But I I joke because I rode the bus to school. Yeah. And I would do my makeup on the bus because my school was like 30 minutes away. Mm Mm-hmm. So I would glam on the bus. And like, if you've ever been on a bus, you know, that shit is rickety as hell. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I remember sitting in the back of the bus was the cool place to sit too. Right, right. And that was was even the bumpiest. Yeah, that was bumpier than the front. (laughs)
1: Exactly. So, you know, I um, busted my chops on the bus, learned how to do makeup on the bus. Then I would go to school and then some of my friends would ask me, you know, we would do makeup in the bathroom or I think a couple of dances. I help some of my friends get ready, and then my cousin, who's Nazanine Mandy, she's a model, right. more than a model. Excuse me, she's an actress, she's a singer, she's this multifaceted. woman does it all. She's yeah. a life coach, but at the time she was starting to get into modeling, right? And so I practiced on her a lot as well. We that's kind of, perfect. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so she know. was
0: kind of your first like real canvas. Absolutely, yeah. What a canvas! What a ca- know. Like- <laughs> That is the best canvas to practice on. Yeah. That is so cool. What are some like beauty trends that you remember and you just think back and you're like, oh my God. God. Did you tweeze your eyebrows like crazy back in the day? I did. Because your eyebrows are amazing.
1: I leave them like kind of full now. I just barely like tweeze a little. I don't do much, but I never went super thin because I've always had a full brow. That's good. Yeah. I didn't go super thin, but for me and my face and my brow, it was too thin and it wasn't the right shape. Yeah. Right. Looking back, I'm like, oh, that is not the brow. But what are other trends that used to be... For some reason, we were all really orange. Yes. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) The self-tanner. We were all orange. So orange. We all had sun in and in our hair. Yep. That real pale nude lip was in super pale.
0: I literally used to use my
1: concealer as my fucking. But you know what? You can still do that.
0: True. But you need
1: to have depth around the outer perimeter of
0: your lips. Okay, so line your lips first. Line your lips
1: darker and then take a little concealer, pat it in the center, and then you get that Ombre 90s lip, which is like an updated, chicer version.
0: Okay, that's a good tip. No, love liner, just just white. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is going on? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that—yeah, what else?
1: I don't know about you, but like— in high school, for some reason, it was like prom or something. One of the dances, everybody had turquoise eyeshadow.
0: Yes. Like turquoise at MAC. Yep. That was, I remember that too. How old are you again? Are we close? I'm I'm 30. Oh, you're, girl. So I'm a little, a little bit younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still like my mom used to do Mary Kay. Oh, yes. And so I would like go in her Mary Kay kit Uh and dig through all of the makeup Uh and just play with it. It was so fun. But like, some of the things I look back on, I remember I went through a phase where I would do like really dark eyeliner. Oh, Just really? like super dark. And then I went through a phase where I did the white eyeliner just like on, on my- On the bottom? Not, not on the bottom. On, the, on top. the
1: top. Oh, wow. I don't know
0: what I was thinking. <laughs> I was like, this looks <laughs> so cool.
1: I mean, listen, it can all look cool if it's done right. Right.
0: right yeah.
1: <laughs> but we didn't know what we were doing then. I know. We didn't have YouTube. We didn't have like- I look at kids now and I'm like, they have this full glamorous beat to go to like seventh period. And I'm
0: like, how? I how, know. Do you do, how do you know how to do this? I feel like social media has just like yeah. changed the game. Totally. Especially with filters, too. I think yeah, it just like that part skews girls' self images and they feel like they have to look a certain way. Yeah. And, yeah, it's weird.
1: It's hard enough to be a teenage girl, and then I can't you know, even imagine growing up nowadays. And specifically, me—I grew up in a time where, like, you know, it was the '90s. It was waif thin. It was Caucasian. It yep. was blonde hair. It was blue eyes. It was you know, this was the standard of beauty, especially where I lived. Because where I did moved, you grow up? I moved to Orange County. Oh God! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like the poster child. Totally. I did not fit in. Yeah, you know what I mean? I wasn't the standard of beauty, and I really struggled with loving myself and and loving how I looked. You know, it yeah. was a it was Talk a hard to me journey. About that. Oh,
0: where do I begin? <laughs> oh, girl, I can I can relate too because yeah. I grew up in a very predominantly white school. There were maybe like two or three black kids. Mm-hmm. I was the one Asian in my school, pretty much. Yeah, and I'm not even full Asian. My right. mom's half. Right, but. Back in the day, I would always, like, be so embarrassed about, you know, how I looked different from yeah. other kids. And people would make Asian jokes. And I would just, like, go along with it of and course. just kind of, like, pretend that it didn't really bother me. But, you know, it sticks it with does. you. Yeah, yeah, it
1: does. There's trauma there, you know. And yeah. it, it, we carry it for a while. First, we don't even realize that that's what it is. Right. And then we get to this aha moment where we're like, damn, this is why I have these issues. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, for sure. Yeah. And so— I think once you realize that, and then the older we get, at least for me and a lot of other women that I know, there's this innate confidence that comes out 100%. the older you get. Yeah. And it you just- just become more comfortable in your skin. You do. You do. You, you, you realize this is me. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is my other option? To just hate myself till the end of time? Right. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to appreciate and love everything about me. And now even more so that I have a daughter- the game has completely changed for me even more. I mean— Absolutely. The insecurities will always linger. For sure. They're hard to get rid of. But I think that I'm so aware and conscious of them now that I don't want to let her know about them.
0: Right. Do you know what I mean? And it's for sure. Because like, you want to be setting an example for her. Yes.
1: And I don't want her to look at herself and think, wow, I look like my mom and my mom doesn't like these things about herself. I shouldn't like these things about myself. You yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, I love my mom, but I don't think she realized what she was doing when she made certain comments right about her body or her looks or whatever it was that put herself down mm-hmm. and I carried that with me, you know yeah. what I mean, and it was like, oh th- these are the things that I should not like. these are the things that are not positive about myself, you mm-hmm. know." So it's...
0: Yeah, I feel like it's, a, an, it's an extra added pressure to the fact that you have a daughter. It's a lot. It is. and But I feel like it also, in a way, like it probably motivates you more to learn to love yourself. Yeah,
1: totally. I, I, I always knew I would have a daughter and a lot comes with being a girl mom. Yeah. More pressure, I feel like. I think it is. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's different pressure because... Different pressure. Being a girl mom... It resonates with you more, obviously, because we're female. So we know like what we go through. We know what she needs to hear. Exactly. Luckily for us, I can tell she just turned one Mm -hmm. in November. Yeah. We're starting to really see her personality
0: develop. Yes. This is is the time. Oh, yeah. It's so fun. Yeah,
1: it is. It's fun. Yeah. And And then it's like, oh. Is that going to
0: stay? <laughs> what's, <laughs> she, what's she like?
1: Is she like fiery? She's, she doesn't like throw temper tantrums all the time. Like she's not crazy. That's good. But she has a fiery side. Mm-hmm. She's strong willed. Yeah. She's she's going to play by her own rules, which Aww. I respect. And for I love. For sure. And I would prefer that over the other. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I know that in the end, it's going to be what's best for her. Mm-hmm. But I know for me, it's going to be <laughs> really hard.
0: <laughs> Like shit. I know. Also, I think about karma, too, and like all the shit that I gave my parents. I'm right. like, oh, that's probably coming back to me. <laughs> I don't have a girl. <laughs> I know, right? Um, so going back a little bit to your childhood, mm-hmm. was it like an epiphany moment where you're just like, I'm going to be comfortable in my own skin? Or was it kind of like a gradual I think it had to be gradual. You know, I'm still working on myself. Like yeah. I'm still like... Did you get bullied growing up in Laguna or um, was it more so just like self-inflicted? So
1: I'm half Persian okay. and half Hispanic, Mexican, Spanish, Native American. And mm-hmm. um, I was the oldest of four. My parents didn't know what to do parenting-wise, as none of us do, right? And so, you know, my dad was really, really strict growing up. Mm -hmm. And my mom, not really being keen on, like, beauty trends and all that beauty world, right? It was like... They did not let me shave my legs. They did not let me tweeze my brows. They did not let me get rid of my mustache. (laughs) Interesting. And mind you, I'm Persian. So (laughs) these are strong features of mine. I love that. So, yeah, there was, it was in junior high, Mm -hmm. which most of the girls are able to do that. Yes. And here I am in PE with my gym shorts and like hairy legs. Like it was mortifying. Yeah, yeah. that's
0: that's traumatizing traumatizing for a girl. Absolutely, especially in middle school. Exactly. Like, you know, did you you have to do it behind their backs? (laughs) So yeah.
1: So before before I even got to middle school, I. I think I was probably in like sixth grade or something. Yeah. And I was in my mom's shower and I saw her razor. Mm -hmm. And I was like, hmm, I wonder what it feels like under there without any hair. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I go to like my ankle Mm -hmm. and I, you know, just start doing a little (laughs) bit, but— you know it's noticeable now because i have dark hair <laughs> yeah. and you can see this noticeable bare
0: patch <laughs> oh my god i love this
1: so i'm like oh shit okay maybe if i like maybe if i keep going a little bit like blending it i'm going to blend it i'm <laughs> This is the makeup artist coming out in you. Exactly. So I keep going. And it just keeps getting worse. And before you know it, I have one shaved leg. Oh, my God. Just one. Okay? And I'm freaking out. Yeah. Because like, my mom's going to kill me. My parents are going to kill me. I wasn't allowed to do this. Yeah. So I call my mom. I'm like, Mom. She's like, what? I'm like, I did something. And then she, she like, laughs at me, of course. Yeah. yeah. And then, so mean. Talk about, like, adding insult to injury. She freaking tells me she's like, okay, well you can't shave the other one. You're not allowed to. No. And I was like, what? And so I had to wait till the other one grew out. And it was in summertime. I was like at the pool. Like it was so embarrassing. The fact that you listened though, that's, I, that's so girl, sweet. talk about karma. I was a good kid, okay? That, that, that's
0: a good kid. I would have been like, fuck you, I'm yeah, shaving exactly. my other leg. <laughs> There's no way. Yeah, no. Isn't that so funny how we, like it's the tiniest little things like shaving your legs right. for the first time that we right. would like forget about. I, I know. I Not did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You'll never forget that. <laughs> oh my God. No, I remember my first time I shaved my legs too. Cause I feel like, yeah, I wasn't allowed either, which uh-huh. is a weird thing like to it think is. about. It is. But yeah, I was at my friend's house and I did it at her house and I came back and I was like, oh no, they're <laughs> going to find, it. and they never really found out. But what, like they didn't pay attention. I don't know. I don't really know what happened. I just remember feeling like guilty and like I was doing something bad at uh-huh. my friend's house. Uh-huh. But um, that's so... <laughs> Shaving our legs. I know. What the hell? <laughs> <It's> hilarious. <laughs> so do you remember your first like paid job to do makeup? Oh my God. My
1: first photo shoot, I actually did hair. Oh. because So, okay. So cut back to when I actually was interested in doing makeup. I was yeah. probably in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. I graduated high school. I was thinking about it. And I told my dad... And he was like, What? That's not a career. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time he kind of wasn't really wrong. Right. It wasn't what it is now. And Definitely. like to be a makeup artist at that time, it was like you were doing movies and commercials and TV and print and like mm-hmm. and maybe weddings too. I mean, there were obviously people doing weddings, but it was not what it is now. And like, right. same thing with people getting their makeup done. Like Nobody really paid for that then. Right. It wasn't a thing. Now it's like. It's so normalized. Normalized. Yeah. So when I wanted to start it, it wasn't really a big thing, so he was just like, "No, like that's not a career. You need to go to college." And I was yeah. like, oh, "Fine." Mm-hmm. So you know, went to community college just to appease him. Didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. I was into psychology. I started doing that. That's cool. Which makes sense. Cause, yeah. You know, I'm totally. always talking to women. Yeah. Um. So I started doing that. Just I, I didn't want to do that or be there. My heart was somewhere else. Yeah. You wanted to be creative. I wanted to be creative. Yeah. It's hard to tame down a creative person. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So then I did all these odd end jobs and I was actually working in the mortgage industry random. Wow. (laughs) I can't picture that. No, me neither. (laughs) And I did it. It was awful. And I remember my boss, I'm still friends with her, too. She was like, you don't want to do this. Like, I can tell you don't want to do this. Why are you doing this? Like, go do something else. I was like, you're right. So I ended up getting laid off. There was like a mass layoff. And, Mm -hmm. you know, whoever's hired first in those careers, they get rid of everybody. Right. And it's not consistent. There is good money to be made, but it's not consistent. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, damn, I think I was like 24, 25. And I was like, what am I doing with my life? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to Paul Mitchell and see what the deal is over there and just check it out. So I go take a little tour, whatever. And I'm like, I'm doing this. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Oh, (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I enrolled at Paul Mitchell, told my parents, I was like, this is what I'm doing. Like I didn't ask them for help, didn't nothing. I just did it. And my dad did help me. Either you work and go to night school and it takes twice as long. Right. Or you could go full time and it'll be done in a year. And he was like, okay, if you're going to do it, I will throw you some dough and like, you know. That's cool. Which was like $400 a month, which yeah. is like nothing. Nothing now. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't even know I've survived. <laughs> and, you know, I went to school, did all that. And then that was just the beginning of it all, beginning wow. of finding it. That was the first time I really felt connected to other people that I was like, oh, these are my people.
0: You yeah. know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It was you just, felt like you were at home. Yes. Yeah. It
1: just, we all... Like the same kind of things. We were all creatives. We all, you know, had a passion for beauty and connecting with people. It was just like, it was a really amazing time in my life going to that school. And I made like lifelong friends and it was amazing. And so, yeah, so that's why I did my first photo shoot was with hair.
0: Oh, okay. Because, yeah. Because you started
1: at Paul Mitchell. I started at Paul Mitchell. And I knew how to, like, style and do hair, Mm -hmm. but makeup wasn't as big there. Right. So, like, it was funny because if people wanted to get their makeup done, they would be like, oh, book Nadia. Like, I was, like, one of the only people at that school that really did makeup or knew how to do makeup. Yeah. Those pictures I do
0: have. (laughs) Oh, I would love to see those.
1: (laughs) They're terrible. And I'm like, I can see the beginnings of, like...
0: Yeah. It's good you makeup, blossomed. but
1: it's not like, you know, it's a beginner's makeup for sure. You yeah. Know? So I was the go-to makeup artist there. And then I did hair for that first photo shoot. And then I was like, oh, this is what a photo shoot is like. Like,
0: this is cool. Like, you it's know. fun being on set. I'm
1: sure you remember.
0: Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so exciting. I think, too, to go back, like, for the audience, I think it's so important to remember that it can't happen overnight. And yes. that sometimes you have to— Go and do these weird, odd jobs that maybe you're not super passionate about. And like, we all have to. And then you're able to find out what your true passion is. And then you're able to like really hone in on it, yeah. but only by trying a bunch of other things first. I, I completely
1: think. agree. I think that it really aids you. Yeah. In your journey, in your life experience, in, in whatever you decide to do. Like Definitely. I think all those jobs that I had, whether it was a receptionist job, whether mm-hmm. it was I worked with kids, like oh, yeah. all kinds of jobs. And I gained something from all of those jobs. Yeah. You, you learn know? something from yeah. They sound so simple, but really it's like a lot of these kids that blow up on Instagram that are like, you know, 17, whatever, and and they do makeup and it's like they get thrown into this world. They don't know the professional world. They don't know anything else. They don't know how to be a business person, you know? And it's so true. It's a big part of our job. Absolutely. Okay. You tell me, what is something that you like struggle with or like you would want to get better at? Or is there anything? I
0: just want like... I feel like I do the same thing okay. every single day. I don't know. I think I want to feel more inspired to like try new things okay. when it comes to my makeup. Well, your same thing every day
1: is gorgeous. So, Thank you. good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Less is more.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: So, your skin looks amazing. And I think Thank that you. that's probably almost the number one thing is like, skin? don't mask your skin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. especially if you're just every day, right. you don't need a full, foundation. Right. I agree. If you need the coverage, then we need to talk about your skin routine, your skincare routine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because that's where it starts.
1: Exactly. Like, I'm so big on skincare. Like, that's one of my most favorite things, honestly, even more than makeup sometimes. I love skincare. What are you
0: using right now?
1: I actually just started using, um, I shouldn't say just, maybe a couple months now, Charlotte Tilbury's magic cream and her night cream. And I actually oh. am really liking them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was have skeptical because I'm like, mm, this is a makeup artist. It's a, yeah. And it's, you know, like maybe it's full of crap and maybe it is. <laughs> <It's>
0: <laughs> I mean, if it's terrible, working, I mean, it, it's like, working works. clearly. Yeah. Like yeah. it has a lot
1: of like benefits to it. So yeah, I use that. I acne prone. So I definitely have salicylic in my mm-hmm. cleanser. Also, the biggest thing I stress is at least double cleansing.
0: Yeah. At least. I just started I do three double-
1: times. Really? I do three. Yeah. You mean at night when you take your makeup off or Okay, I have two different routines. If I have a full beat, mm-hmm. then I do a three cleanse system, yeah. right? So I do a balm. Which, yep. which breaks down my makeup. First you do the balm? First I do the balm, break down my makeup. Okay. okay. What balm are you using? Do you remember? Um, it's, yeah. It's from pharmacy. Okay. It's really good. Okay. It's, it's green. It's like all natural. It's, it's a good one. Break down all my makeup mm-hmm. and then I cleanse my skin with my cleanser. Then I dry it and then I take micellar water Yep. and I just
0: go to town with whatever's left. So is is that the order you're supposed to do it in? That's my order. Okay. (laughs) I don't know if that's... The reason
1: why I do that order is because the balm breaks down the makeup really well. Yeah, that makes sense. And so that's your first step, right? Breaking down the makeup. Then we're cleansing. Right. right? We're cleansing all that makeup off. I need my salicylic in my skin. We're doing that. Then whatever is left... Well, the micellar water will get. Micellar water will get. Because I feel like if I do the micellar water before the cleanser, I'm using up too much cotton things and yeah. too much
0: micellar water. And- I'm going to try it that way because I, I've do been it. doing it the opposite. Uh-huh. I've been doing micellar water first okay. to take the makeup off. Okay. And then I'll do the balm and then I'll do the cleanser. But it makes oh. more sense to okay. do it that way. Yeah. That's how I do because it. Because I do. I feel like I use like 10 cotton rounds right. and I'm like, wait, we're, okay. we're wasting.
1: And yeah. It's not, it's just not necessary. Yeah. So, and then I go in with my toner, spray my face with my toner. Then I do my serums and then my moisturizer. And then sunscreen if I'm doing sunscreen or, you know, whatever day and night. But if I'm not doing a full face, if I just have, like, very light, light natural makeup, then I just cleanse and then do the micellar. I don't do the balm. The balm is only for a full… For heavy. Yeah. Okay. For me, again. I feel like everyone's different. Right,
0: right. I think it takes a lot of trial and error Mm and seeing, like, what products work for you and how your skin reacts because everybody's skin is so different. Totally. Okay, guys, so I want to talk to you about one of my new favorite wellness brands, and that is For Wellness. I had the pleasure of using two of their hero products, The Good Stuff and The Recovery Gummies, and now I'm hooked to both of them. Literally the day I ran out, I immediately went to the website and restocked using my own code. So, The Good Stuff is a performance coffee supplement that helps you combat inflammation, feel calmer, and increase your energy at the same time. I actually notice a huge difference on the days that I take it versus the days that I don't. I feel so clear-headed, focused, and energized when I take it, and it's probably due to the fact that it contains five functional ingredients that include L-theanine, collagen cinnamon mct and himalayan salt and then the recovery gummies taste like actual candy but give you the benefits of a high performing athlete they contain tart cherry extract that helps to reduce muscle soreness after a workout and provide you with sustained energy i can't recommend these products enough and with the holidays approaching and the new year just around the corner 4 Wellness is the perfect place to shop for your loved ones or for yourself to help you feel your best going into the new year. So for 25% off your order, use code CHEROKEE in all caps, C-H-E-R-O-K-E-E, when you check out at 4 That's F-O-R-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.com for 25% off your order. Such a great deal, you guys. Do not miss out. If you had to choose one makeup product, oh, to, like if you were on a deserted I island. This. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I feel like this is the worst question for makeup artists. Like if you could choose like doing your brows or doing lips or blush, like what would you choose? Do you think probably concealer concealer that's a good one <laughs> yeah. yeah i feel like that's because, very underrated but the
1: underrated. problem is with concealer, I usually have to set it with a powder. So then I'm like, oh, but I need two products. Yeah. And actually, I need three because I need a
0: corrector. Right. You're like, well, I can't have one without the other. Yeah. I'm just on this desert island with this like corrected under eye and like nothing else. I love it. I mean, I feel like that. Yeah, because the sun is being down on you. Like you want to make sure that. It, yeah. I just have really dark
1: under eye circles and oh, they kill me. And so like
0: brows, I can, I can leave behind. Like yeah. I don't
1: care. Like even mascara. Sometimes I just don't even do it. Yeah, Um, mascara doesn't do it for me. Yeah, I remember you were like, can we not do bottom mascara? Oh, yeah, you remember. (laughs)
0: That's a really good memory. And I was
1: like, oh, okay. I'm like, that makes sense. Not everybody needs it.
0: Yeah, I think it just, because of the shape of my eyes, it just like drags them down. Right, right. And I want to obviously lift them.
1: Yeah, and you want it light and fresh underneath. Right. Yeah. 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 No,
0: I totally agree. It's a good choice for you. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. What are some other like, for flawless makeup? Do you have any uh, that can come to mind? Blending is super key. And
1: I think like getting good tools,
0: you know, oh, like yeah. if for like your face. Yeah.
1: Like if you feel your brush is coarse, mm-hmm. how can it do a good job of putting on a smooth application? Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So really soft and they don't have to be expensive. It Cosmetics has some really good, nice, like, dual fiber brushes. I like that brushes. Brand. Yeah, they have some good ones. The only thing is when you skimp out a little on the price, then you usually have to replace sooner. Right. Keep that in mind. So if you invest in a nice luxury brush, you'll keep it longer usually. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good brushes and Blend the hell out of your makeup. Like, yeah. Blend to the gods. Don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop.
0: <laughs> what are your favorite brands right now? I know that's probably hard too. It is. There's so many brands know, out there. I know.
1: What I have right now that my go to's in my kit, I love Hourglass. Mm-hmm. All of their finishes usually have a glowy type vibe. Their concealer yeah, like is amazing. I do love a lot of things from Charlotte Tilbury. I still love NARS. I still have Makeup Forever. But I do feel like I need to go to Sephora and do a little more investigating. I think it's good as makeup artists to stay up on the new products because the thing is, there are new technologies. There's new things that, you know, things that they put in foundations and concealers and whatever it is that is always advancing. So it's just another facet of my job to add on to. Yeah, so. besides the social media and, and being a mom and podcasting, it's a lot. Yeah, that's, yeah,
0: it's a lot. So let's get into all of that too, like mm-hmm. how you're able to do all of it and balance it all. Girl, that's that was my <laughs> New Year's <laughs> manifestation. As, I, I wrote that down actually as a, as a point that I wanted to touch on. I loved that, by yeah. the way.
1: I went to Lake Arrowhead with my family for the holidays and my cousin was with us and she was like, we're going to write our manifestations in the sand.
0: Oh. What is your
1: manifestation or your resolution or whatever? She, I how saw she that it. on your
0: post. Yeah. So cute. So
1: she was like, you know, what is yours? And I'm like, oh God. And she said more balance or something like that in her life. And I could not get off of it. I was like, cause I wanted to have something different. I don't want to copy her. Right. I was like, I can't like, it's balance. Like I
0: need balance. Yes. <sighs> I mean, we all need balance, but as it's, a mom, a it, new it's mom. the number one thing. And it's so weird that yours was balance. And this is why like, it resonated so much with me when I saw that you posted that is I posted this like little word search thing and it oh, said your yeah. top three, yes. the first three words that you see yes. are going to be your words for 2024. The first one that I saw was balance. Yes, yes. And it's so true. Like, especially as a working new Mother, yeah. it's it's a lot to balance. No, it's a lot, and
1: yeah. I think that what we need to figure out is that we're not going to have everything perfect at the same time, all at once,
0: right? And that's why you also said giving yourself grace. grace. Exactly, when that you was my don't second achieve point. the balance. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, because
1: we put so much pressure on ourselves. Yeah. you know, and it's like I do everything on my own. We'll say I'm very supported as far as like. I have someone to watch my child, which is his my fiance's mother. My mother-in-law hey, you were telling me about lives that. five minutes away from us. That is a blessing. She's retired, and she is always ready to watch my child. So, like, thank God for that. Like, that's that is the shining light in all of it all. Amazing. Um, so, I'm so thankful to her because— I think that that support really helps me enjoy being a mom. Like, Definitely. Because besides that, I do everything else on my own. You know what I mean? I do all my cooking. I clean the whole house. I prepare my kit. I do, you know, everything else is me. And... It's so easy for us to sweep it under the rug and be like, oh, well, yeah, you know, it's not that much. But when you really, if you were to write down everything that you actually oh. did. Oh, my God. You're like, <laughs> it's not that much. No, <laughs> no. It is it's so much. Lot. It's yeah. a lot. Just like making sure that her food is prepared for the whole week. And yeah. making sure we have food. And like, it's just all these little tiny things that that add up, you know, that make us badass women. Yeah for like, sure it that's why we're badass women because we have a lot to do and no offense to men like they hold down the fort too and thank god i have such a supportive amazing partner and like yeah i don't really have to ask him for too much like he's I'm like, I can't eat. Where's the wood? I need to knock it Yeah, I know. I can't even I know. it. Like <laughs> stone. Right There's <laughs> yeah. right
0: Thank you. Oh, well, it
1: for you. Because it's just like, how did I get so blessed with somebody oh, like that, you know? That is amazing. That is a blessing. But he doesn't think of all the things that I think about.
0: You know what no. I mean? Like, Yeah. They don't. They, I, it's not on their radar. No. We're just so much better at multitasking.
1: We are. Yeah. We have, we have to be.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> we have a list of a million things in our oh, head. Yeah. and. Like, God bless men. They're able to focus on one thing and get it done for the most part. Right. But we're just wired so differently. They don't think about all these little things.
1: They have no idea. Like, we've taken two trips so far. I had all my lists and I'm just like, this is a lot. This is like, I'm thinking about like, Everything that I need to make sure that she has. Even for him, I'm like, did you pack this? Did you pack that? And then I got to make sure all my stuff is like.
0: Packing is another. Yeah. It's, I mean, people don't talk about packing for trips. I'm (laughs) like, oh my God, it gives me so much anxiety just thinking about it because it's so much, especially when they are in the newborn phase or younger because they need a lot. Yeah, Yeah. They do. I feel like you and Omar's relationship is so beautiful from Aww. just from what you've told me. Yeah. And like the fact that you guys had a podcast together and you guys would just like shoot the shit yeah. and have fun. Yeah. Like, how since having your daughter do you feel like your relationship has changed or has it changed right. since having her? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it
1: has to change in a way. It's yeah. not just us focusing on each other anymore, you I know? know? So I think that we could do a better job of making more time for ourselves, like our one-on-one and like, you know, date night and all that stuff, because I do think that that's really important. And then when we do do it, you feel that rejuvenation. Definitely, yeah. You need to date your spouse. You need to date them. Always, yeah. It just really does help keep the spark alive, Mm -hmm. you know? And him and I have such a good friendship there that it's like— it's just easy with with him. Like Aww. everything that we do, it's it's just it's really easy. Yeah. So I just thank my lucky stars that like he's supportive. He really does help me. I don't have to beg him to change diapers. I don't have to like he just does it, That's you know. Great. And so again, I'm supported in so many facets of my life that it makes me really enjoy being a mom and I can yeah. focus on on the fun stuff and the good parts. I mean, it's not all great, but you know what I mean? It, it definitely. helps. Yeah. It definitely
0: helps. How do you feel like you've changed since becoming a mother?
1: <sighs> what a loaded question. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Sometimes I think to myself, did I change? I still feel the same. But then I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, of course you changed. You are no longer the center of your universe. You know exactly. what I mean? Like, yeah, your priorities shift. All of my priorities have shifted. Mm-hmm. Lucky for me, I had her a little later in life. So I was like 37 when I had her. Mm-hmm. So I'd done all my partying. I'd done all my- You like, got it out of your system? Yeah, yeah. I got all the wilding out. Yeah. There's still a little in the system.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you gotta you got to keep a little reserve <laughs> yeah. tank for wild mama's night exactly. out. Exactly, <laughs> it's still there.
1: Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just- Going back to like the whole, I'm more conscious of like not tearing myself down and not, you know. like
0: your self-talk has gotten healthier.
1: Somewhat. It's And I'm saying this because I go through wavelengths. Yeah. For example, this week was total shit. Mm. And like. Why? I I just was in a funk. Yeah, I get it. There, There are things that I've been putting off that are holding me back in certain realms of my life and I know it and I'm aware of it I know I have to face it Mm, and so that's stressful definitely she's getting bigger and older and walking and talking and now she's not even a baby anymore and that's freaking depressing I know it's so depressing
0: I yeah I can relate to that especially like every day I'm like I, I have anxiety about yeah. leaving because I don't want to miss out. Right. I don't want to miss on something new that he says or, totally or get that. something new that he does. I'm like, and I feel like it's going so fast. Mm-hmm. And everybody says that. And I feel like it's such a cliche. Like it goes by so fast. Like you're going to blink it's your true. eye.
1: It's so but true. But it's like,
0: it's so true. It's easy
1: when you're an adult and you're older that the years fly. They go by and you're yeah. just like. You don't really change, you know, right. you look the same kind of like, but when you see a child grow and you witness that, yeah, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, it it really opens your eyes. It
1: does. But I, I just look at her and I'm like, how do I like absorb you more? Like I'm I like, know. Like Bette Midler and hocus pocus like <laughs> like
0: <Yeah>. sucking her <laughs> up. <laughs> Uh, the fact that you just referenced that is my favorite. Like no, it's true. It's the like, that's how I feel like I just want to suck you up and suck you down. I guy. know. It's
1: the best. I know. So, yeah, it's just, I think it's in a culmination of all those things. And then, you know, I am a person who from time to time does suffer from depression. I get depressive episodes. Yeah. I've never gone on medication for it. I, You know, it's nothing like that. But I know it. I know when it's happening. I feel it coming on. I mm-hmm. kind of allow it to kind of happen just for a moment. I think that's so important. It is, but it's very tricky to not allow it to go too long.
0: And leak into other areas yes. of your life, into other relationships. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I'm, I'm, I'm still on that journey of learning how to manage that. Mm-hmm. It's not that I'm against medication. Everyone should do what they want to do. I don't think that I'm there and I need that. And I prefer more holistic options over that. Yeah. So it was just one of those weeks. You just get in those modes. Like you don't even want to brush your teeth. Yeah, It's bad. You know what I mean? It it was to the point where I even was like, how do I cancel in Turkey? (laughs) Oh, I've been there so many times. not because I didn't want to come here. It was just like, how am I going to have this conversation? When I feel like shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're just in a mental fog.
0: Yep. I've and been there so many times. Yeah. Millions of times. I'm sure a lot of us have. Yeah, for sure. And I appreciate you being so vulnerable and, like, speaking about it because it's hard to talk about. It is. It is. And yeah. it,
1: it's, like, kind of, like, embarrassing in ways because you're just like— No. Don't I know, be embarrassed. I know. And I know that, but that's the reason why most of us don't share it. Right. Exactly. It's because we're like, we got this— We got our shit together. Yeah.
0: Like,
1: I'm good, you know, because next week's going to be better and I'm going to have my shit together and whatever, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to talk about that.
0: Right. But I think it is so important to highlight that it's so fucking normal. Mm -hmm. Like, I literally just felt like that two days ago. I had the worst day. I was crying, Mm -hmm. whatever. Everybody goes through it. Do you think that you experienced any postpartum depression? Like, I don't think so. Right. I wasn't in that
1: place of like, I didn't have that deep depression after I had her. Right. So then, I want to say no.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think and that I this think is it's my an, it's regular a spectrum too. Right. Like I've heard cases where women have like these crazy intrusive thoughts. Right. And that's considered like extreme postpartum depression, which I definitely okay. did not experience. And okay. then I think there's other forms of it of just feeling like lonely and isolated and scared, yeah. which I think is normal for any new. Yeah. Parent or mother, especially. The isolation is so normal. That, yeah. Yeah. That is the number one thing that I felt was isolation.
1: Did you have a lot of girlfriends around that had kids? No. Yeah. None. Yeah.
0: See, that
1: was even harder. Do you? Um, I, I have a group of girlfriends, but they're all in Orange County and I live in LA. Right. Okay. So, you know, I don't have them close by where I can like just go and have a play date. Like, I mean, yeah. I can, but it's just, it's a hassle going all the way over there. You know, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, a l- a whole it's a whole day plan. It's a whole day. Yeah. So it's not accessible. And then everyone else close to me in my inner circle, I'm the only one. Yeah. Alora, my daughter, she is the first grandchild on both sides of our family
0: oh that's so exciting So she's spoiled rotten <laughs> I bet oh my gosh
1: that girl yeah, is a princess exactly and, and same goes for our group of friends nobody has kids so yeah we we're the first ones to have them and but yeah it is super isolating yeah then you feel like there's a lot of people who don't get it they don't understand you know what right. you're going through no you know what I mean and so it yeah it's hard
0: yeah. And this is just a reminder for everyone listening that you're not alone. Like no. just the fact that we're both sitting here saying like we literally just had the shittiest week, you know? Literally. Like, yeah. Like crying for no reason.
1: Yeah. Like and then comes the guilt, right? Yeah. This the mom guilt because oh my God. then you're like,
0: let's talk about this. <laughs> Go off <'cause- laughs>
1: Well, then you then then you already feel like shit. You're already depressed. For whatever reasons, or sometimes it's not even a reason. Like, for me, it started off like, I'm like, I don't even know why I feel this way. It's just coming. When I start to think about it, then I'm like, okay, it's probably because of all these things. But Mm -hmm. sometimes you're not aware. So then, then you feel guilty because you're like, I'm not being present for my child. Yep. Like, everything they're doing right now, like, my patience is shorter. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not as present. I'm not as fun and like playful as I normally am. Like I'm just checked out.
0: Yeah. Then you start beating yourself up about that. I know. The mom guilt is so tough. I deal with it on a very regular basis. And two, it's like, I also experience a lot of guilt because on paper, like my life is seemingly perfect. You know, what do I have to be sad about? Why am I feeling like this? Right. So then the guilt kicks in. You're like, well, I have this healthy, beautiful child. I have a home to go to. I have these beautiful meals with my family. Like, why am I feeling like this? Mm -hmm. But like… It's normal. It's normal. Yeah. It, it
1: happens to everyone. It doesn't matter how wonderful your life is or yeah. how it seems to look to everyone else. Like Exactly. Comparison will fucking kill you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. You, I mean, there is that quote for a reason. Comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really fucking true. So yeah. I'm sure for you, doing this podcast was a big reason why you wanted to do it. I know it's a big motivation for me to just... Keep it real and yes, just share absolutely. it all, the good,
0: the bad, the ugly, all of it,
1: because I think that we need more of that. For know? sure,
0: because social media is so blasted in our face mm-hmm. 24-7, I wanted a space where you can't—you could just be more real and relatable yeah. to people. Yes. yeah. So— Talk to me a little bit about your podcast really Mm -hmm. quick because I haven't listened to a full episode yet, but I want to.
1: Yeah, no worries. Um, (laughs)
0: Because I feel like you and Nas had a lot of really amazing guests. I mean, you guys were… It was a good time. And you stopped just because life kind of like happened and you yeah. guys got busy and stuff. Yeah. I mean, there was just a lot happening with both of us. Um, So it was called Ladies Like Us. It was called Ladies
1: Like Us. We were on Podcast One Network. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did it for about a year. And yeah, it, it was just so much fun. And I we connected with so many women. And I still have people that follow me on social media that used to listen like, please come back, you know. And it's like, that's really motivating. And that for feels sure. amazing, you know, that... They want to hear us talk about our perspective on things and, and talk yeah. to other guests that have really interesting stories. And we did have a few men a male guests. You had Jay Shetty, I saw. We
0: did. We That's did. That's impressive. Was. I love him. Yeah.
1: No, he was really cool. Very, very kind. Uh had, he had a lot sex of sex with Emily. I had sex with-
0: <laughs> I mean, no, I had, had sex with <laughs> Emily. <laughs> Sorry, no. You had Emily from Sex with Emily. (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah,
1: guys, I had sex with Emily. So there's that. Um, (laughs) Check it out.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. I love her, too. I love her.
1: I love her. Yeah, Yeah. she was really cool. Well, the whole thing with the Sex with Emily thing was um, we ended up doing that episode after our whole T.I. scandal.
0: Right, which you told me about, which, oh, oh, man. That might be for another
1: day (sighs) because that's a whole thing. Let's just say listening to your intuition is so important.
0: Oh, my God. That's the whole right. like premise of this podcast. Right. Yes. Okay. It is so
1: important. And we didn't do it. What was it saying? Like, you're. what it, was it saying? It just to not have him on? He didn't match up with our brand. Right. It didn't make sense. And Podcast One would present us with guests. Sometimes we would bring our own, mm-hmm. and then other times they would be like, hey, are you interested in having this person on? And we'd, you know, we'd discuss and decide. And he had joined Podcast One with his own show. So they were like, you know, you want to have him on? And Naz and I were like, it was because he was a big name. Right. That was it. Yeah. It was like, he's a big name. How could we say no to this? Right. You know? But deep down, it was like, ah. This doesn't really... Align. Doesn't align. It doesn't make sense for our show. What the hell are we going to talk to him about? Like, it just didn't make sense. And we should have listened to that. Mm -hmm. And we didn't. And we had him on. It was a complete disaster. (laughs) (laughs) We got canceled. Oh, man. (laughs) It was brutal. Oh, my God. Let's just say even Wendy Williams. We were on Wendy Williams' show. What? I was like, mama, I made it. (laughs) And yeah, me huge. and my cousin's picture and Wendy and she was talking shit about us. Oh my god. <laughs> she was basically saying, like, who do we think we are? Like acting like we're journalists. And, and we're, I'm like, we it's a podcast. Yeah. Anybody can have a podcast. Everybody has, has a, a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're just having conversation. Where I'm at now mentally, I've learned so much more. I've grown right. so much more. We were fairly early in our podcasting journey. So having guests and conversation and all that stuff, you're still learning. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a total practice. And so he made certain comments that completely caught us off guard. And my reaction of who I am and how I am is I use laughter. I've always been that person. When I'm uncomfortable, I laugh it off. Yep. Because to me, nothing is ever really that serious either. And I'm like, you're crazy. And then I walk away. Right. But everyone was on us because we didn't correct him. We didn't lecture him. We didn't, you know, fix what he said was wrong. And looking back, we should have.
0: And I do regret that. But we were caught off guard and we were like... Uh, yeah, I'm sure you didn't know how to respond and I'm sure you didn't want to make him feel uncomfortable. And We like, were
1: uncomfortable. Yeah. I was very uncomfortable. I would uncomfortable. have reacted the same way. Yes. I would have just
0: laughed and been like, okay, on to the next. On to
1: the next. I yeah. was like, I cannot even believe you just said this. Like, somebody needs to check on this girl because this shit's crazy and we <laughs> kept it moving. Oh my God. Now, this is where a good producer and a good team would come in and tell you, hey guys, we should probably take that part out. Right. Because we weren't thinking about it. Right. But we left that episode. Her and I were like, that was weird. That was uncomfortable. Like, we were uncomfortable about it. I came home, told Omar. I was like, can you believe he said this shit? Blah, blah, blah. We never really thought more about it. We just... Put it out there because we'd like to keep things so real and transparent. It was part of the conversation. Right. Like We don't do massive editing on our shows. Yeah. So we put it out there and we got steamrolled. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. And so then we had sex with Emily mm-hmm. and Dr. Pari and we had a whole discussion on why
0: that's not okay. Oh, so you kind of redeemed yourself. You were able to. In a, in we a tried, yeah. you know,
1: we did what we thought was best mm-hmm. for our show, for our listeners, for for everyone. So right. that was our way of handling it. And
0: yeah, that's, that's all you can do in tough life. tough to navigate. And I'm sure you guys learned a lot from that too. Oh, yeah. Girl. I mean, that's a big lesson. And to <laughs> have it be like in the public eye like oh, yeah. that. Oh my God. When I
1: tell you like, no one, it wasn't on the scale that you ever think it is. Mm-hmm. But when your DMs are flooded and you're on Wendy Williams and everywhere, you're in the shade room and all these things, you're like, everybody <laughs> knows and everybody hates me and I'm a piece of shit. Oh <laughs> my God. <laughs> we didn't even want to walk outside. Like, oh it was, man, like, yeah, that's scary. It was scary. It was, and what's so disappointing is that the majority of people that were in our DMs telling us what a disgrace and awful person we were, were women. I mean, mind you, yeah. those are the mass majority of our listeners. That's your listeners, yeah. But a lot of those people were not our listeners. Oh, they were just people that caught clips, of course, of those whatever the- was said, yeah. And you know how they chopped it up with just us laughing, and he said this, and that's it. And they're like, "You're a piece of shit," and then you're like, the "Am I a piece of shit?"
0: Like, no, oh my god. And you just
1: question everything in your life, and like, <laughs> you're just
0: like it's brutal. Yeah, that's really brutal. Tough. Did you have a favorite guest that you interviewed? Oh While God. having your podcast? We had so many. We had Jeannie
1: and Adrian from The Real. We've kept friendships with them. They're really sweet. So I loved having them on. That was really cool. Then we had this author called Melissa Ambrosini. I hope I'm saying that right, her last name. Okay. She wrote a book and it was about the negative self-talk, mm-hmm. the inner voice that we have in our head that yeah. we all have. Yeah. And she developed this way of like, Naming it, giving it a name, oh, yeah, kind of taking its power away. I love you know? that, yeah, it was a great episode. I really recommend that one because okay. it clicked for me like I named her, my little person, like it's Nance, Nance. So Nance was here all week. Oh, she I moved love in. that. Nance is a bitch. Yep, (laughs) she needs to go. So then, you know, I tell Nance, "All right, your time is up here. Like, you need to go. We're not doing this anymore. Get out, Nance." That's so funny. Yeah. So that was a fun episode. Of course, Jay Shetty. Um, I'm drawing blanks right now. We had so many.
0: And then you and Omar started your own podcast. Yeah, yeah. we everywhere, baby. Yes, I love that. Thank you. Yeah, that's more of just like fun banter between you guys. Fun banter.
1: We um. It started off because, so Omar and I are both related to Naz and Miguel. So Nazanin right. and Miguel were married. Right. Miguel is Omar's cousin and I am Nazanin's cousin. So that's okay. our, our whole connection. Wow. Yeah, that's okay. how we you met were, each other. Okay. Because they were married. Right. So okay, you told me that. We're okay. like cousins. <laughs> right. I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're not really cousins. By marriage. <laughs> By no, marriage. But yeah, yeah, not really. So that's how we met. We always had a great friend. Fun, friendly chemistry, always got along cracking jokes. So then we ended up getting together, and people were always kind of interested in our lives, mainly because we got to do a lot of fun things with our cousins. You know what I mean? We would go backstage to certain shows and we would see certain celebrities. We would travel, we had access. So we would go to a lot of cool restaurants. We just had a fun life. Mm -hmm. So we did a lot, and we just find the humor and everything. Yeah. So it just, Turns into just a laugh fest of That's ridiculousness. So cool. Yeah, and so, I want to listen to that too. Thank you. Yeah. And so we we did that, and then we would go to restaurants, talk about restaurants, movies, shows, all kinds of stuff. And we have a lot of things in common, but we also have a lot of things that are polar opposite. So that mm. makes it kind of interesting That's too. Yeah. Yeah. And then we got to a point where we were doing two episodes a week. One wow. was like, yeah, we did this one called Couch Quickies. Oh yeah, which was you told me supposed about a little to be, bit about it. Yeah, it was supposed to be twenty minutes where we would talk about. Any topic, like for example, like we had an episode about peanut butter.
0: I <laughs> <And>, like <laughs> telling you when it's any how would topic, you pick the topic? Like
1: who would decide? We started off looking at the yearly calendar and mm-hmm. seeing, like, for some reason, this country would be like today's National Cookie Day. Yeah, yeah, whatever, right? Yeah. Yep. So we will look at that, and we'd be like, "What are all the national days that we could talk about this month? We That's would need cool. four months, right?" So be like, oh, cookies or pizza or, you know, I'm only thinking of food right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was all kinds of things. Like National Dog Day. Yes, National, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then whatever. we would
1: share stories about dogs that we had or, yeah. you know, whatever. I love that.
0: That's so cool.
1: Somehow, by the grace of God, we figured out how to talk about those topics. right? <laughs> we would always go over. Yeah. It was just something fun. That's it's just, really cool. It's a brainless kind of like, let me plug this in and have a good time. 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, kind of.
0: Yeah, show. and I feel like this is a good tip for couples out there mm-hmm. who just want to connect and do mm-hmm. something different or fun. I feel right. like this is like a fun little game that you could do. Yeah, you could. It was so just fun, fun, Yeah, you know, so well, that was our hopefully, show. Hopefully, if you guys ever bring it back, um, yeah. you can always use this space to record if I you need. I appreciate but that. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll see. Let's dive into the acronym. What do you do to stay mindful?
1: That's actually one of the things that I'm trying to to work on. This more. year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a tendency to not be as mindful, to just kind of go be with the unfiltered flow. and yeah. go, go with the flow. And, and, and that is great for certain things, but it has its moments. Yeah. And it's not for everyone. Right. You know, I have certain people in my family who don't appreciate that quality about me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, really? Well, it, it's certain people just have sensitivities about certain things. And I think especially when it comes to your family, we all know how to push each other's buttons a lot easier than friends and and whoever. Mm -hmm. So um, I was told that, you know, I made some stupid comment and teasing and I was told, you know, I would just like you to be more mindful about that. And I was like, you know what? I should. You're right, right. I'm going to be more mindful. And so I kind of am like trying to carry that through Mm -hmm. with everything, you know, it's just like, let me think twice before I just before you spill speak. this out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. When you're in a slump, like what you were saying, mm-hmm. how you were mentioning before, how you felt like kind of down in the dumps this past mm-hmm. week, are there things that you do that kind of help to pull you out of that space? Or do you just kind of have to like let yourself feel it and get through it?
1: Um, It's kind of like a combination of the two, yeah. you know, like. I have to have that inner battle in my mind. Like, for example, I didn't really have a lot of things booked this week, Mm -hmm. but then today I had a bunch of stuff booked and I wanted to get out of all of it. But I was like, no, you are going to show up. Committing. Committing. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that's so important. Yeah. So it's easy to fall into that bad space when you kind of don't really have anything going on. Definitely. You know, and with my career, it's so up and down. The ebb and flow is, you know, I'm sure with you too. Like, yes. Freelance life is not for the weak minded. <laughs> Definitely it's, not. It's stressful. It's really stressful. Yeah. And so I know when it's coming, usually I will allow myself to be in it for a moment mm-hmm. because sometimes I feel like I, I have to get it out of my system. I don't know. Definitely. Like, it's just like, I got to clear it out before mind you, I haven't worked out in forever, which is terrible. And that's also on my list of like finding myself again, Yeah, you know, cause before I loved, I shouldn't say I loved working out. I hated, <laughs> <laughs> I hated going, but once I was once you there, were there. Yes. I would love it and I would feel great afterwards and I would I would be on this train and be like, okay, I'm good. Yep. But like starting it and like showing up, like all that shit sucks. Yeah. Like, I don't know. think that, you know, everybody just loves to
0: work out. Like, no. No, it sucks. no. It's hard it's getting hard. there. Yeah. It's hard getting there. So that really does help though. I always say that working out for me is more mental than physical. It is. Like I'm like a different person after yeah. I work out. Yeah.
1: And I almost feel like, You're happier with how you look when you shift your goal of like, yeah, I need to look hot for summer in a bikini to like, I need to just have my mind right. And let me just focus on that. And I know that if I show up to the gym and I come home, like, I'm going to feel better. Yeah. The rest will happen. Exactly. Your amazing hot summer body will happen. Yep. Yep
0: just out of default. You know what I mean? Exactly. Just show up. I think it's about focusing on that for sure rather than the the opposite. Because I think too, if you focus too hard on one thing, Mm -hmm. it kind of in a weird way, like pulls it away from you. Right. At at least with me, like I find that if I'm focusing on what I don't have, Mm -hmm. like say, you know, I'm stressed that I'm not booked this week Mm -hmm. or whatever it is, I feel like if I'm focusing on that, it doesn't come. But then the moment I release it is like when the phone starts ringing and I start getting emails and booked on jobs.
1: No, but you're right. And that that right there is the power of gratitude. For sure. Like when we focus on what we have and like... Exactly. Because we all go through that. We all go through like, you know, I wish... I had more money in my bank account. I Mm -hmm. wish I was booking more jobs. I wish, you know, I could lose those last 10 pounds, whatever. It's so easy to focus on what we don't have and what we want, but just try to like focus on what you do have. And then those things, for some reason, they become easier to
0: attain. Exactly. That's such a good reminder. I love that. It's true. How do you listen to your intuition? I know you talked about it a little bit when it came to your podcast. On like a day-to-day basis, how do you listen to your intuition? And do you feel like becoming a mother has made it easier for you to listen to your intuition? Mm-hmm. I think
1: that being a mother has made it more focused and honed in on it now more than ever yeah. than it was before. Mm-hmm. I think because the stakes are higher when you're a mom. Right. You're just like, no, I, I got to make sure she's good. I got to make sure all my decisions I make for her are like the best decisions for her. Mm-hmm. So I think that you hone into it more. Definitely. And when I think about listening to my intuition and what that means, it's just this inner voice. It's almost like the first voice Mm -hmm. that pops, right? It's just like, don't do that. It's like a quick little, like, you don't want to do that. Right. Or nope, this is the right choice. or You know, it's it's this quick little gut feeling that you get. Mm -hmm. And you can go do your research, but nine times out of 10, if you listen to that... It's always usually right for me. Yeah. I have come to
0: terms with that. (laughs) I agree 100%. And
1: and I feel like the times I don't listen to it, I always kick myself for it. Yeah, you regret it. I knew it. Yeah. And then to me, that further proves, okay, my intuition was right. I should be listening to you more. Yep.
0: And it's a great tool to use, I think. For sure. What are some of your lifestyle non-negotiables? This can be anything from like your favorite meal that you cook, a podcast that you're listening to, like beauty stuff, things that make you feel like you can't live without.
1: I think like my whole regimen, my skincare, my whole like that makes me feel put together. Yeah, That makes me feel like I'm doing my self-care, like those things I need. Like I have a membership to Burke Williams that I've had for a while that I keep telling myself, okay, this year you're going to let it go because you need to save money. And I just cannot let go of it. (laughs) I just love it so much, you know? And and it's just, it's somewhat of a negotiable because like if I have to, I will. Right. But I don't know that I have anything that's like staunch, like because I'm so go with the flow. yeah. That's just who I am. Right. I'm just like, if this is what we're doing, this is what we're doing. Again, there's pros and cons to it, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm in that realm of my life. I'm pretty easygoing. Right. Like I can adapt to any situation. I feel like.
0: That's such a good quality. I make quality. it work.
1: Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So I just feel like maybe the my self-care stuff yeah. is what keeps me like, I, I need good. this. Yeah, yeah for yeah, sure.
0: Yeah. That's definitely one of mine too. Mm-hmm. What's your fitness routine? <laughs> What is yeah. it? Please tell me. I don't know. <laughs> I love it when people laugh when I ask this question. Yeah, they know like, where it's going.
1: <laughs>
0: okay. Before Allura, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was uh, into F45. Do you know what that is? Yep. Yep. I shot a campaign for them. Oh, it was cool. the hardest fucking thing I've ever done. Oh,
1: good. Okay. So, so you understand. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah. I've always
1: been a high-intensity workout person. That's cool. I've always done like turbo kickboxing and like anything that's going to get my heart pumping and sweating. And like, I feel like accomplished. Yeah, I love that feeling. And I always like poo-pooed on, on yoga. I was like, Ugh, so boring. Yeah, like, yeah I could yeah. never unplug and like fully. It's hard to it's, unplug. It is hard. Yeah. It's really hard for me.
0: I like somewhere in the middle of uh-huh. like the high intensity and in yoga. I like something just yeah. like Pilates. Is that Pilates kind of in the middle? I can thing. see that. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yes, then I had her and then you know you're in postpartum mm-hmm. and your body's recovering and healing and right. so my workout journey after her has actually been doing yoga
0: oh has been you switched
1: yeah i switched I'm doing vinyasa yoga. Mm-hmm. I, I signed up at Equinox by my house and I've been going to that when I can. I love want, it. I need to go more.
0: Yeah.
1: Because I know that when I do go, I feel amazing afterwards. Mm-hmm. I just feel so light and free and like open.
0: Because like, yoga just, is also such a mindful practice it is. too.
1: It is. Yeah. And stretching
0: your body is just so good. Like, yeah.
1: if there's anything you're going to do, at least stretch.
0: Definitely. the bare minimum. I know. You know? Yeah, when I was doing yoga regularly, I remember, yeah, just feeling so good at how flexible I was. Totally, yes. Such a great feeling. It is.
1: And then you feel when you don't do it, you're like all stiff. Like I, I'm yeah. like, oh, I need to go to yoga. Like I yep. feel like not right, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of been my, my thing lately. And I want to go more, but I am thinking about going back to F45 possibly because I do miss that high intensity. And I feel like that's when I see the most results.
0: yeah. For sure. For me. I think it would be fun to do like F45 once a week and then yoga once a week. You know, it's a good balance of balance. Yeah
1: balance, baby. I just need to make
0: more money. <laughs> I know. I feel you. It's so expensive it's to work so out expensive. here. I, I mean, you said Equinox and I was no. like,
1: "Ooh, girl, I've always been a cheap gym person. Yeah. Same. Like, I, same. like I've always just been like, whatever. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to show up and work out. It doesn't matter where I work out. Yeah. But I signed up for Planet Fitness, which was only $10 down the street from my house. And I would have to wait. Because oh, it'd be so crowded. Yeah. And I'd have to wait for the weights and Not wait. And worth it, was, it. it just became like, I'm here for two hours for a 45 minute workout. This is ridiculous. Yeah. No. So then it becomes now, you know, the currency is time. Like, exactly. Time is the most important thing to me, especially as a parent. Exactly. So yeah. now I'm like, I guess I'll fork over a little bit more. Yeah. I'm an adult now. I'm going to go to
0: Equinox. <laughs> Isn't that what being an adult means yeah. now? <laughs> But yeah. yeah, that's that's great. I need to start incorporating more yoga. You inspired me. Yeah. Um, okay, my love. One last question yes. I ask is if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of advice, what would you say to the younger version of yourself?
1: Mm, definitely just to love yourself more. And, yes. and just, you know, who cares what everybody says about, you know, what they think is ideal for beauty because you think you're beautiful and and that's all that matters. Absolutely. Like, love yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? And I I wish I loved myself more when I was younger. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all feel
0: that way. Definitely. But and yeah. I think you're going to do such a good job at instilling that in your daughter. Oh, She's thank lucky you. to have you as that her mom. That means mama. a lot. Yeah. A lot. Thank you. Where can everyone find you and
1: work yes. with you and follow yes. you? Yes. If you want to get your glam done by me, girls. Yes. You are amazing. <laughs> thank you so much. Absolutely amazing. Um, Nadia Moham, M-O-H-A-M, official is my IG, If you want to catch old reruns of our podcast, they're still up on Spotify. They're still up on, I want to say, the podcast app on Apple. Mm -hmm. Same thing with We Ever Were Baby. They're on both of those platforms. Yeah, And yeah, I guess we'll just have to see if we end up bringing one of those shows, both of
0: those shows. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) I know. I can't wait to listen to some episodes because I feel like I, I want to start the new year with listening to different things. I just want to switch it up a little bit. No,
1: totally. I yeah. The year that I went through a really transformative time in my life, I was in an 11 and a half year relationship and wow. we broke up and I moved out and it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I listened to so many podcasts. That was yeah. like, every time I was in the car, I was listening to a podcast. Self-help, like whatever it was, there's just so much content out there so and it's much. so interesting. And yeah, it's just a good way to keep yourself in the know and be a well-rounded person. So, Definitely.
0: Yeah. Well, you are... The perfect example of that. Aww, I love you. Thank you. I love you.
1: Thank you for having me on. Of course. So much fun. Sorry about my uh, <laughs> DJ microphone. <laughs> so funny. All good. Shit happens. <laughs> That's life.
0: Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you gained some insight on how to practice becoming more mindful, learn the importance of listening to your intuition, gained some lifestyle takeaways and fitness tips. You can find me on Instagram at Cherokee CherokeeLuker and the podcast at Pod. So make sure you follow me to access exclusive content to help you become a better you, a better mother, and a better human. Talk to you guys next week about all things MILF.